everyone. Welcome back to Moving Right Along, a Muppet Movie podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. It's the podcast where we watch The Great Muppet Keeper two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Anthony Strand. And I'm your other host, Ryan Rowe. And we are joined today by a very special return guest back with us. He was with us for The Muppet Movie, and he's back again. Guest, tell the folks who you are. Hello, everybody. My name is Louis Perlman. I am a writer for Tough Pigs, huge Muppet fan. And uh, yeah, I'm also a writer, comedian, playwright in New York City. My musical, Joey and Ron, just had a run at a theater downtown. Uh, And uh, if you're more interested in learning about this super cool 60s bubblegum rock musical that I wrote, you can check out joeyronmusical.com and you can throw me $50,000 to produce it. <laughs> and you should. It. Awesome. That, that musical well, is so much fun. Thank you, Ryan. Yes. Thank you for being a happy audience member. Yeah. <laughs> when, and I'm saying when, not if, when it someday gets produced in Minneapolis, I'll go see it. Oh my God. <laughs> totally. Well, Anthony, when you produce it in Minneapolis, you'll go see it. Because you'll be a producer, there so you'll see it many, many times. When you give me fifty thousand well, dollars to produce in Minneapolis, yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing: my dad told me that I can produce one show. <laughs> well, so congratulations, Louis. It's your one. Hey, save That's that for right. next season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> We're so close to the end of this movie with that I have Muppets Take Manhattan on the brain because today we are talking about minutes ninety three and ninety four. Yes, of the Great Muppet Caper. Yeah. Out of like how long Next, is the movie? Nikki like, Holiday grabs Kermit. It's like ninety-seven minutes. It's ninety-seven minutes, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, so we're really getting down to the end. Um, in these minutes, Nikki Holiday grabs Kermit, threatens the Muppets with a gun, and is tackled by a flying pig. So the first thing we see here is Scooter accidentally throwing popcorn on himself. Yeah, I'd forgotten about <laughs> he uses that. Uses me every time. What a clown! He has he had one job to sell popcorn, <laughs> and instead he spilled the the product all over himself. Yeah. He's very endearing, but he's not great at a lot of the stuff he tries to do. And, and so then the next thing is that Kermit says to Kermit says to Nikki, hey, give me that diamond, you crook. That's right. He's trying his best which to be intimidating. Is, right. Which is one of those like Jim Henson's delivery of certain words just make me so happy. And the way he says, you crook. Definitely. Of, like, no, no, no one else would say it like that. That's definitely something about his portrayal of Kermit that's never been replicated is the way he strings words together. And this is a really good example of that. Uh, there is what my favorite sketch with Kermit the Frog is a Sesame Street sketch that's Grover's Weather Machine sketch. And the, oh, reason, yeah, classic. Why, the reason why I love it so much is because at the end, he says, and it's such a Jim henson way to say it, he says, Grover, I don't want your wind. I don't want your snow. I don't want your rain. I want you out of here and stop wrecking my place. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like, I feel like this is, that's really similar to his delivery on this with hand that, over that diamond, you crook, you know? Yeah, yeah that's absolutely true. And actually, um, when we did our um, 50 seasons of Sesame Street uh you know, reviews recently. Yeah. My, uh, one of my reviews, I want to say it was season seven. Mm-hmm. My, my, my ending line was, uh, click here to quit wrecking my place yeah, on the tough pigs forum. Yep. Quit wrecking my place. I, yeah. It, so it just kind of seems like we're hearing just Jim Henson's natural accent in moments like that. 
Yes, absolutely. It's just his his Mississippi coming out. Yeah, which right. is totally cool. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, the next thing that happens is that Fozzie yells, "Come on, guys, get him!" And the Muppets all start charging forward before Nikki pulls out a gun. Yes. And it 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 kind of bums me out that we don't get to see the Muppets all like swamp him and just like him covered in a pile of Muppets. Mm. Yes, you know? because there's nothing more fun than Muppets not being uh, puppeteered and instead just being flung around by someone. I, I actually I, I don't know if you're being sarcastic, but I actually do enjoy that. No, I love it. It's one of yeah. my favorite moments in any Muppet thing is when the human actor needs to be manipulating you know, this piece of felt that that's right. really when they're wiggling dolls, like right, when, right. when, you know, um, Orson Welles says that on his show, that's really, and I think it's so funny and that yeah, could have sure. been a really great scene in this movie, but instead Kermit is held, uh, is held hostage by gunpoint, which is kind of scary, right? It is scary. There are guns yeah. in this Muppet movie. Yeah, yeah, which is okay. It's okay to have high stakes. Oh, yeah. Know? Well, there were guns in the previous movie, too, but it's, it's I, I don't think most people would think about guns as being part of the classic Muppet movies, but here they no, are. No, it's true. I, I mean, you're saying that you don't expect these movies to have songs, dances, and shootings. Mm-mm. That's right. That's right. No, no shootings. That's right. Okay. <laughs> we're getting ahead I'm of sorry, it's again. just... Yeah, I'm we just, are. It's we're just all these jokes about another a whole other film. It's just on my mind, I guess. Um, I'm just ready to move on. Um, but no, uh, I was going to say about in the previous Muppet movie, the guns are more theoretical. Like we see Snake Walker and those guys shooting at targets. Mm-hmm. But Kermit doesn't actually get a gun pointed at him. Well, technically, it's close to his, like, you know, it's like at a great range. Yes, but technically, uh, he doesn't point the gun at Kermit either. He's holding the gun next to him. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're he, right. He's actually pointing, pointing it at, at all the Muppets, other Muppets. Yeah. All the other Muppets. Yeah. He really right. is just looking for any excuse to shoot like Rizzo, you know? It's yeah. like, that's who, that's who <laughs> he wants to shoot. Which yeah. there is a brief moment where Fozzie sort of grabs Rizzo and holds him in front of him. Like, yeah, like a human shield. I guess. Well, yeah, at first it seems like maybe he's being protective, but then no, <laughs> it kind of looks like he's you, using Rizzo as a human shield or Fozzie, a rodent you, shield. You coward. Yeah. Right. Well, Rizzo is not that beloved of a member of the gang yet. So. Ever. Ever. Sorry. <laughs> yes. We, we have Rizzo. No one we, likes Rizzo. Here's the thing. We have I, – I often get criticized by commenters for making jokes about Steve Whitmire at the expense of him and his characters. Oh, well, so, I'm sorry. Uh, so <laughs> listeners, take note. Louis is the one today. I'm not the only one. I know. I'm not I'm a, the only one. I'm in a saucy mood, and I'm going to say that there <laughs> were reasons off camera why Rizzo was in so many of those movies so much, and it doesn't have to do with him being a beloved character. That's right. what well, I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. The other yeah, thing well, I was going to say talk more, talk more about Rizzo next season. Is I'm not like, actually what, even sure this is Rizzo in front of Fozzie. It could just be one of the other rats. Oh, it's not. Is it? Is it Masterson or Yolanda? <laughs> or are we getting ahead of ourselves? Yeah, they don't again? have names yet. Yeah, that's right. It's, that was in the next it's, movie. It's Bubba the Wharf Rat from Muppets uh, Beach Party. Yeah. <laughs> or Buzz, Buzz the Wharf Rat. Buzz, Buzz. Yeah, I like that guy. Yeah, everyone's favorite character, Buzz the Wharf Rat. Okay, uh, so what happens next? Fozzie is very polite. 
because he says, excuse me, Mr. Holiday, sir, you let Kermit go. That's right. Yeah, he's scared. Well, it's like it's one of those lines that could only come from Fozzie. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. And he's so vulnerable and he's such a vulnerable character. And he's really actually so naive and sweet. And I feel like the writing on this does that really well, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But then he immediately leans into ugly stereotypes. He says, if you hold him too long, he'll just give you warts. I know. How dare he? But it's a great, it's such Which, a funny joke. It's so good. It is a funny joke. Yeah. But actually, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but that's a myth. A what? Myth. Hello. Myth. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Carol yeah. Kane. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow, we got we got Carol Kane on the podcast this week. That's wow, what a thrill. All right. Oh <laughs> uh, boy. Um, <laughs> so then next up, Nikki says that uh Kermit's coming with them. Oh, but did the we talk about, about the to... part did we talk about the part where Kermit questions Nikki's motivations? Oh no, we didn't. We skipped over that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kermit asks Nikki, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. And because this movie puts a lampshade on everything, mm-hmm. Nikki says, because I'm a villain, it's pure and simple. That's mm-hmm. it. Doc Hopper at least got to, because this is the second time Kermit has questioned the villain's motivations. Yes. Doc Hopper at least had this this uh, reason of his whole life, he wanted a chain of frog leg restaurants and Kermit was the key. But with Nikki, it's just like, eh, I'm just the villain from this movie. That's all. Yeah, he's just a crummy. He's just a crummy guy. Yeah, yeah. There's actually a little bit more of this in the July twenty second, nineteen eighty draft of the screenplay where, ah, very uh, good. Yes, where Kermit says, "Someday you're going to realize that what you're doing is dishonest." And Nikki thinks about it a minute, and he says, "Okay, then I give up." And Kermit says, "Really?" And Nikki says, "Of course not, you twit." And then he <laughs> says, "I'm the villain, pure and simple, the rotten apple, the bad penny." But I have huh. nice teeth and I keep my room clean. <laughs> huh. That's pretty good. That's a solid joke. It's funny. It's just a little bit more than we need in this this climactic moment. It is. It's a little much, but it is pretty funny. Yes. And yeah, it, it is. Yeah, because we never really know. Yeah, there is really no motivation for him to steal the diamonds, right? Or the diamond. No. It, like, well, we've talked on the podcast before about how he seems to just kind of get a kick out of robbing his sister. He does it all the time. Yeah. And does does not seem to rob anyone else as far as we know. Yeah, he's just in it. He's just he just wants to steal from his sister. Apparently. Right? Hmm. What a jerk. I'm glad oh, I'm glad about what happens next in this film, which is that Nikki and the models are about to leave. Mhm. And then Miss Piggy breaks through a stained glass window on her stolen motorcycle. Yeah. Yes. This is such a great iconic part of this movie when this happens oh man uh, it's and it's so, so it's so exciting and funny and the way she flies through the air is really fun it's just great i just love it it's actually such an iconic moment that this was the fourth of four scenes to be depicted on the mcdonald's uh, collectible glasses for this movie. oh good yeah and i actually forgot to mention the third one which was muppets on bicycles uh, but in case anyone is keeping track, this is scene number four from the McDonald's classes, Piggy smashing through the window. Oh, nice. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. And it's really, this is good writing for, for her, for her to save the day like this is 
very, it feels very empowering, especially for a film from 1980, you know, uh, yeah. to see a, 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 a female protagonist, you know, real, she, she saves the day and she rescues her man, you know? Right. And that's great. Uh, and it's a really, really fun reversal and something you didn't see see a lot back then nor do you see it a lot even now in like family fair so it's it's all yeah. it's awesome i mean other than the frozen movies which are basically the most feminist thing that literally have ever happened but you know <laughs> yeah yeah well they found a way to make so it's kermit is and the gang they are working on their own mission to clear piggy's name but while that's happening she just takes the whole thing into her own hands so everybody gets to participate Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everybody gets a chance. Yeah, yeah. Right. I I do wonder though how she got up that high to to smash through that 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 window up there. Yeah, is there some sort of service ramp outside that we don't Maybe. see? Or There's something? a service ramp leading to the stained glass window. I always imagined she was like riding across rooftops, like the way the Batmobile does in Batman Begins. <laughs> she oh, was yeah, like leaping sure. from rooftop to rooftop, and then she goes through the window. That's what yeah. I always imagined. Yeah. Um, and actually, I was going to say one of the things I really love is in the lead up to it, the score really starts to ramp up, and Nikki and the Muppets look around as though they can hear the score and they know that <laughs> something is coming. Like, yeah, there's no because we don't hear the motorcycle on the soundtrack; we just hear the score get louder. Yes, yes. So it seems like that's what they hear as well. Yes, I love that. yeah. It takes a second <laughs> for the motorcycle to kick in, right? And I love that they don't. The movie doesn't draw attention to it, right? Right. There's there's no like what's that music joke or something. It's just yeah. they all hear the score and look around. It's great. Yeah, totally. It's delightful. What a yeah. good movie. All right. And I I really like the shot after the motorcycle smashes through where we see from a different angle the motorcycle in slow motion falling and Piggy jumps off it and leaps onto Nikki. Yeah, this yeah. is all good sort of technical puppet filmmaking. Yeah, because it's not it's it's obviously a puppet. It's not a stunt double, like a human stunt double. But right, so like, is that it's like some sort of wire work on Piggy? I feel yeah, like. I guess it has to be, but it's and, really and seamlessly sort of, done. Probably some sort of armature work as well to make sure that the puppet sort of stays uh, in the correct position to make her look like she's falling. You know, right? As, she's in as that opposed- pose. Yeah, she's not flopping around, unlike other scenes where Muppets fly through the air. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that's that's quite cool. It looks and really it, good. Yeah, and well, it's and also then, not, not like scary, like Uncanny Valley-esque, like the piggy diving scene in this movie, the water sure. ballet, yeah. or the piggy roller skating scene in Takes Manhattan. Which are both like, what? Um, I don't know if we ever needed to see this. I don't know if this... <laughs> Helps with with anything that you're trying to do in the film, you know, right? Well, yeah. and and you, Piggy driving the motorcycle earlier, where she's she's clearly a full size adult woman. Oh, like a, like yes, an, an yes. average height adult woman. She's a stunt pig. Yeah. Yes, right. Yes, for sure. Um, but you, you guys mentioned the slow motion effect as they go down. I love that as it goes back to real time. She and Nikki land with a thud. Like yes. it's such a great transition back into regular. It's just like slow, 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 dunk. Yeah, you know? hiya, indeed. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's and yeah. then the Muppets all go nuts as they should. Like the yeah. uh, next thing after they land is just Pops is just laughing heartily. Everyone's cheering. <laughs> Great. I, I actually really love how Pops is just like la- his laughter rings out over the crowd of cheering Muppets. Mm-hmm. It's a great Pops moment. 
Yeah, and he doesn't have a lot. Well, he has a lot in this movie, but he doesn't have a lot overall. I I feel right. This is yeah. this movie is his is his finest hour. For this me. is true. His this is thing. true. I wish he had been in maybe a little more of the Muppet movie stuff all the time. I don't know. Just saying. <laughs> well, I kind of wait. Like in the '90s in general, I always felt like it's such a waste that Jerry Nelson wasn't you like didn't get more to do. Cause Agreed. he was around, he had all these great characters yes. and instead it's just like, Oh, what if we have, you know, Spamala Hamderson? Or, yeah. You know, like, I absolutely. think the weirdest thing there is Muppets tonight where he, Jerry Nelson is there in every episode as far as I know, but they don't really have him playing Floyd. He's played strange pork once, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. Yeah. 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 They had a hard time. It's weird. Balancing even, these new characters like even, that they cared about. Lou, yeah, is New Zealand on Muppets tonight? Like a handful of times. Mm-hmm. Like I know there's one where he runs in and makes microwave popcorn in like a nuclear reactor or something. That oh yeah, yeah. Johnson has some something like that. Right. Yeah, that's not enough. Yeah. Um. But yeah, not not much. And you think that? Yeah, I don't. It's very strange. Anyways, Jerry Nelson's a treasure. Yeah. Uh, right. Absolutely. Yeah, he's great. But so then uh, Piggy gets up. She karate chops all the models. The models all make exaggerated pain faces. Yes. Piggy stomps on Darla's foot. Yes. Yeah, it's not 100% convincing, <laughs> but it's it's fun to watch. It's also convincing because it's we fun. know... It's like... We know that Piggy is... We, we know that she's super strong. So that's what makes it convincing. She's beating them up in the, in the way that they right. should get beaten up because she's a cartoon yeah, character. She's a puppet. She's a cartoon character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like we would want to see Piggy like actually do right. damage on these guys. Oh, that's true. Like we don't need to see her like dislocate someone's shoulder. Right. It's like, be cartoony. That would suck. Yeah. <laughs> right. Although I do love. So then the next thing we see is animals sitting on top of the fallen models just yes. going. Yes. <laughs> Which is so funny. Like he's he's like he's like Piggy's little Greek chorus or something. Yes. Yes. Uh and then he I mean this is skipping ahead a little bit, but then he says bye-bye to the models. He's which I feel is linked to him laughing at them. <laughs> right, as as they get taken into the police car. Yeah, he goes and bye-bye. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. his enemies. Yeah, that- totally. In that shot where he's sitting on them, where do you think Frank Oz is? Oh, that's a great question. Maybe they built a hole through one of the models. Is is there a hole in the floor? <laughs> I, I... Yeah, there must be a hole yeah. in the floor. <laughs> a hole in the floor is probably the best guess, because I just don't see... I mean, he could just be kind of tangled up under the models somewhere, but yeah, I, I, I don't see how they could have pulled that off, so... <laughs> if they were just like just lie yeah. on top of him and we would be able to be tell if there was a man yeah lying there i would think so yeah <laughs> right yeah but mm. then uh yeah so N- N- nikki's about to get up with his gun we get a nice close-up of the barrel of the gun nice nice directorial flourish from jim mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then kermit bonks nikki on the head with the baseball diamond yes <laughs> so that's that's how kermit contributes <laughs> Which is right. good. Awesome. Which is good. Kermit helped. Does it look like he hits him hard enough to knock him out? Certainly not. <laughs> but once again, don't need to no. see Kermit dunking someone that hard. Yeah. Too scary. Yeah. And also, he just doesn't have the arm strength. I mean, those, no, that's true. Like, those are spindly you're arms. You're not going to believe that Kermit's little, yeah, Kermit's spindly little arms 
are going to have the strength to knock anyone out. So they just got to make it cartoony and then it's fine. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah, I mean, he's not a character that's known for his arm strength. Correct. <laughs> you know what I no. mean? It's not like when you think about Kermit the Frog, you're like, oh yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the Muppet with the really strong arms. <laughs> no, I don't know who that Muppet would be necessarily, but um, it's not Kermit. Uh, Sweetums? Sweetums? Yeah, Sweetums. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe the sweetest chef because he has real fingers. Because <laughs> he has human arms. <laughs> yeah, because he has human arms, basically. Um, yeah. Right. Um, so then the police arrive. And, like, Ryan, you theorized in a previous episode that the police were actually chasing Piggy. These are the same police. Yeah, I hadn't uh, thought about it before. Was- but I think that's why they arrive so quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To clean up the mess. The mu- the Muppet mess. Right, just that they've yeah. been they've been tracking Piggy and here they are. Yeah. <laughs> right. Piggy, who is uh an escaped convict, you might recall. That's right. That's yes. true. That's right. But then her so, name is clear so, she was you know, she was she was framed the whole time. Right. Mm-hmm. And what I one of the things that I like is that we don't see that because we don't need to see it. We just know that her name is cleared. You know, there it would a, a worse movie that trusted its audience less would have a scene where the cops are like, Oh, you didn't steal the necklace after all. You That's know, right. I agree with that. And this is, I'm going to save this for our next episode a little bit, but I do feel like this is the beginning of there not being enough resolution with this film. Uh, and I feel like it, it kind of starts like in this minute where I'm beginning to feel like it's rushing towards an ending when it doesn't need to be rushing quite as much. So we'll talk about it. But yeah, sure, but sure. I do agree that it's not a scene with the cops that's needed, but it there's there's it just feels like there should be a little more of a relief for the characters, in my opinion. Yeah, sure, I can see that. I, I do um, have something so from they, the draft that I'll get to in a minute when we get there. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, so the the police escort Nikki and the models to their car animal says bye-bye like louie mentioned yes and then uh, gonzo gonzo is taking pictures he's doing his actual job taking up taking photographs of the crime scene um and then kermit tells picky that she was magnificent and she says i did it all for you i know did she though well she's the one who was framed she was the one who was framed for a crime and wrongly imprisoned like yeah she wanted to get out of jail so she could go on another date with kermit yeah, and saying I did it all for you is the most romantic thing you can say to a prospective romantic partner. So <laughs> I get it. I, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but then uh, Kermit says thanks, and Piggy says por nada, which is Spanish for yeah. you're welcome. Mm-hmm. She doesn't say de rien, which would be the French, which is what she does. Are there other Are there other examples of Piggy speaking Spanish instead That's a of good French? Question. I can't think like of other any. than like other than like Quanta Lagusta, you know, the well, Spanish song. She I mean, sang in the earlier in this movie, when she when uh, Kermit is leaving Lady Holiday's office, I think, did she say adios, mon cher? Oh, she did. Yep, that's right. But other than that, I can't think of any. Do you think yeah, it's so supposed it's just to this be a, a running right? joke that doesn't get developed a lot that she is mixing up her Spanish with her French? Could yeah, be. that that would make sense. No, if so, that's that's not bad. That's a good gag. Yeah, yeah they could have used that more. It just doesn't seem to be prominently used enough for it to register with us that that's what they're doing. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. 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 yeah maybe there's another instance of it that was cut out of the film to make it happen three times, which would have made it right. much more clear. Yeah. 
Right, right. Uh, so then Nikki approaches Piggy and he says, I really did care for you. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she, she says, she says, I know. And he says, we could have had the world on a silver platter. And the way that she says that silver is turned to iron bars, Nikki, is very sweet. It's wonderful. And, like, yeah. su- suggests again, though, to me that, like, she really does find him attractive, even though he's a sleazeball and a, and a villain. Like, there's, there's something there. I feel like for her or at the very Thoughts? least it's like, ah, too bad. He's such a, he, too bad. He's such a sleazeball. Like he, he has potential, but he ruined it. Right. Right. Like, like, like that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, I mean, like as, as we discussed at the time, she does fantasize about being serenaded by him. Right. Earlier in this movie, you know? Yeah. Like, she might be a little conflicted. She seems, I mean, like, right. That's, that, that's her fantasy. That's not his fantasy. Well, we yeah. all we all like things that maybe aren't good for us, you know. Right. Everyone, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. In our fantasy lives, and it yeah, might right. be really fun to run away with Nikki Holiday and be a thief with him. You know, I would imagine that would be oh, sure. pretty yeah, yeah. pretty fun. But ultimately, would end with, as she says, the silver turning to iron bars, and it could have happened for her, <laughs> but instead, it happens just for him. You know, right, right, yeah. Because the difference and then, between fantasy and reality can be very po- powerful sometimes between a man and a pig, you know. <laughs> You're right. There you yeah. go. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Nikki says, "Don't hate me, piggy." And she says, "Oh, I don't. It's just that somehow along the road, I found out the difference between right and wrong. You're right, and he's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, some somehow along the road is a very odd phrasing, which I've never hmm. thought about before. Mm-hmm. It's That's not right. somewhere along the road." Somewhere it's not just somehow, it's somehow along the road. Maybe it so, was a line flub, because it really should be somewhere yeah. along the road. It should be, yeah. I, I, I kind of wonder if it wasn't just, just hmm. said it wrong, but like the emotion works, so, so they just went with it. And yeah. also, somehow along the road is kind of cool, because it feels kind of colloquial. You know? Also, she's she's, sure. yeah. she's sophisticated and she's not. So it could it could have just felt right to them, you know? And it's also, it's a good delivery. Yeah. I love all this stuff from Frank Oz in the scene. I think it's really nice and grounded, you know? I agree. I agree. She yeah. seems really human here. Absolutely. And uh, and also, like, her realizing that Kermit's the man for her and not Nikki, you know? I, I love that as well. Sort of, she's like, I choose, I choose the side of right here. I choose the side of virtue. I don't choose evil. I won't be tempted. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah, and I like that you can yeah, see Kermit sure. behind her. You can see Kermit kind of doing little, making little faces, reacting to what she's saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kermit's like all, Kermit's all surprised that like, yeah, or he's, he's like, like he's like very he's touched. touched. Yeah, he's yeah. touched. He's touched. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that just about brings us down to the end. We do close on a newspaper headline, yes. which says it's a it's the the Daily Chronicle, of course. Kermit and Fozzie's newspaper. And it says twins and pig foil heist thieves caught red handed. Yes. And that's, that's where, that's where we end for these. Yeah. So uh, any, any thoughts uh, about these two minutes before we close Louis, I'll start with you. Uh, I'm just really happy that I got to come on and talk about specifically piggy crashing through the window, (laughs) because I think that that is something that most viewers remember from the film and rightfully so Mm -hmm. it's 
really a well-directed scene. As we talked about, the puppetry in it is quite marvelous. And it's also just exciting because it's it's really empowering to see a female hero, you know, kick so much ass and save the day. So I think that that's sort of, for these two minutes, what I'm left with the most, uh, for sure. I think that these two moments, or these two minutes, you know, there's some good moments, character moments for a lot of the Muppets, but I think they really do belong to Piggy. Because then her dialogue she has with Nikki, I also think is really smart uh, that we just covered. So, yeah, that, those are my final thoughts about these two minutes. All right. Awesome. Ryan, anything to add? Yeah. So I was just going to mention in the July 22nd draft, the there's more to it before it dissolves to the newspaper headline. Uh, there's actually a scene where Lady Holiday <laughs> comes by wearing a jogging outfit. Because she's apparently just on her evening jog and oh my God. This, this scene outside the Mallory Gallery. Uh-huh. She asks what's happening. Gonzo tells her it's the big climactic scene. And then Piggy explains to her that Nikki was the thief all along. And she's shocked. She says, how could you? Nikki says, it was easy. I'm no good. And she says, but you keep your room so clean. <laughs> Which is a callback to the other joke that just that got cut, cut from a minute yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Kermit says, when the Daily Chronicle hears about this, they're going to roll out the red carpet. And Lady Holiday says, what color is the carpet now? And Aww. that's when they dissolve to the newspaper. Oh my god, that's that, really I, funny. I kind of wish they'd kept it, because it would be nice to see her again at the end. I, after I have, Nikki gets... Uh, First. Yeah, that has occurred to me before because we don't see Lady Holiday after the fashion show. It well, would have been nice to have a little bit more of her. Well, this is this is the issue I feel with the end of the film is that I do feel like there needs to be some wrap-ups happening. And I think that having Lady Holiday come back would really help so much yeah. with the entire flow uh-huh. of the film. Yeah, so but I'll have more that more to say about that in the next episode so stay mm-hmm. tuned listeners it's an excellent I, tease i threaten <laughs> <laughs> well uh we, before we go we did want to ask you a couple questions louis we like to ask all of our guests uh do you remember the first time you saw this movie and like where would you rank it among the other muppet movies very good excellent so i i think the first time i saw it i was probably about two or three and it was on home video and it was probably with my cousin Jenny, uh, I would imagine. So, I mean, this is definitely one of the movies that I don't have like a really clear memory of the first time I, I watched it. It's just sort of always been a part of my life, which definitely uh, I think uh, I may have said about the Muppet movie as well, when you have me on about the Muppet movie and I definitely saw take, manhattan in theaters for sure i remember i vividly remember that and i i Hmm. take 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 manhattan came out in 84 right yes correct yeah so i was three uh but i have a pretty vivid memory of seeing it in theaters so yeah um and then how does it rank uh in terms of the original trilogy uh i rank it last but that doesn't mean that I dislike it. I just do feel that it's the weakest out of the three. Um, my ranking is take Manhattan first and then Muppet movie and then, and then uh, great Muppet caper, but only because I think that there's so much good stuff in this movie. I actually think that 
the songs are really up there in this one. I think it's a really killer good song, song score. Um, I love how much all the songs sound like they're from old 30s, 40s musicals, because that's like an era of film that I really love. So uh, that I, I really enjoy about it. But I do feel like overall the plot is a little rushed and sort of there's certain moments that I think go by a little too fast and certain moments that are a little slow in this movie. And it's also, it's Henson's directorial debut as a film, as a film director. So I right. He did this before Dark Crystal, yeah. right? It's his first feature, Correct. yeah. Yes, right. first right. feature. Um, immediately before Dark Crystal, yes. yeah. Immediately before Dark Crystal. So like, I feel like you can kind of feel him out um, cutting his teeth on this a little bit. Uh, and I, I think that it's a really good debut feature from a new uh, film director. But I, I think that he went on to... I think I think his direction got a little sharper as he as his career progressed after this. Personally, sure, hmm. okay, yeah. Um, you, you know, it's fascinating. It seems like of the original trilogy, most of our guests have said this is either their favorite or their third favorite. I mean, I haven't been okay. keeping count. <laughs> no. but it, yeah, but I still like this one. I still put it on. You know, I'll still watch. Sure, sure it. of course. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. Yeah, yeah. I like this movie very much. Um, for sure. It's just that this is the one that I do think like has the most problems as a movie compared to the other two. Cause I don't really think that Muppets take Manhattan or great or um, uh, the Muppet movie. I don't think they actually really have any problems. I think they're kind of perfect. At least for me, they're perfect. You know, for sure. This yeah. one is the one that as an adult, I watch and I'm like, mm, here's some, some stuff with it that I think it, it doesn't really work as well as I want it to. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, interesting. Yeah, that fascinating. Thank you. Yeah, sure. All right. So I, I look forward to hearing more about your thoughts on Muppets Take Manhattan in a year or whenever. Oh my God! Yeah, I'm gonna go on and on about that one because that one <laughs> changed my that that one is the one that like touches me in a very special heart place. So yeah, Aww. yeah, awesome. Right. So that uh, brings us down to the end for today, listeners. You can check out toughpigs.com on the internet, Facebook, Twitter. We're, we're all over the place. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Zeppo Marxist. You can follow Ryan at me, Ryan Rowe. And Louie, remind our listeners where they can find you and or your work online. Sure. Yeah, you can find me at Louie4711 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and then you can also um, check out www.louieperlman.com for sort of updates as to what I'm doing and updates about the musical and my, my podcast that I, that I host and all that stuff. And, you know, maybe I'll get to updating louisperlman.com at some point because boy, I sure don't do it enough, but anyway, you can always reach out to me and figure out what's going on. And definitely social media is a good place to keep abreast as to what I'm doing. So, yeah. All right. Wonderful. So listeners, if you're so inclined, give us a positive review on iTunes and tell all your friends to listen to moving right along be back again next week with another episode. Bye. Bye. Adios. <laughs> <laughs>